0: Union. San Jose Earthquakes, Los Angeles Galaxy, Pitch Pass, Colorado Rapids, Vancouver White Orlando City SC, Montreal Impact, NYC FC. Seattle Sounders,
1: Pitch Pass, your all access credential to the people that matter in MLS, here's your host, Greg
0: Roach. This time we're getting the players' point of view of RFK. Last call at RFK is this weekend, uh, if you're listening to it afterwards. There's no more chances to see soccer, uh, I think, uh, after this past weekend as D.C. United takes on New, England, or New York Red Bulls. Uh, I brought up back... Two DC United legends. Yes, gentlemen, I've called you legends to share their their thoughts on RFK Stadium. Uh Bobby Boswell, Chris Pontius, welcome to the Sphere of Roach. By the way, that's the name of the podcast that I do now. Oh, the sphere oh, of Roach. Like the Sphere of Roach, yes. How
2: do you spell that? Hey, I think Bobby's
1: <laughs> Bobby's more of a legend because I thought that he made he made the uh that poster in a Speedo, and I don't even think I was on it. Well, Chris, you know, so that's that,
0: funny you bring it up, and that's where we're going to start. Uh, I combed over that poster, the commemorative poster that they're giving out, um, and I thought to myself, uh, Chris Pontius was at one point the longest-serving member of the team, so hes it's not like he's just been through town. Uh, Ronaldinho played literally one match at RFK. He made the poster. How did you not make the poster?
1: I don't know. I thought they were going to go with, like, the ESPN body issue, like maybe exactly. get, get some love with that. Or even, I mean, Bobby, I know you were Bachelor of the Year for Virginia. I was Bachelor of the Year for D.C. I mean, we could have used a, a couple of photos for me.
0: There were a few ways we but. could get Pontius in, and yet we we chose none of them. And also, uh, Chris, I like how you took that chance to kind of go over your resume of, of places where you've appeared. That was very <laughs> nice of you to smooth that in.
2: Just, just a humble brag. <laughs> a nice little humble brag in there. <laughs>
0: You know, I was not the ESPN body issue. I don't know if you know that. But um, also Bachelor of the Year of DC. Just, I don't want to talk about it, though.
1: I was just thinking of some photos that I might have looked all right in.
0: Uh, well, I don't know. Did they, Bobby, your, your picture on the poster, uh, did they take that from a, a real-life photo and then they just recreated it right to, right to form?
2: I actually, they had me pose for that. Yeah, so figured, it, was figured, pretty, uh, figured. it was pretty standard. That's what I look like without my clothes on um, mm-hmm. and a Speedo. So there's, uh, I'm getting a lot of hate mail uh, <laughs> online uh, about the lack of a birthmark. Uh, there's jokes about a concave chest and uh, everyone agrees that that was not my body type because there were actually muscles uh, on the, on the drawing. So. Chris, I'm not real sure uh, if the artists would have been able to, you know, get your pretty face correct. And maybe you're in there, you just don't realize it because they, you know, they, they bastardized mine, it so much. Yeah, that's they, true. They, they, botched, it's a cr- they botched mine so much. My brother said it was the Where's Waldo of lies. Uh, basically. <laughs> that's what he titled it.
0: You know, when you have perfection, it's re- you can't recreate it. So they didn't even try. That's that's how it I went.
1: I
2: think that's what they. I think that's what they went with. So. <laughs>
1: I just was looking for a nod somewhere. I mean seven years there and I didn't get a nod, so who do I have to talk to? Well I've to, heard you know?
2: I've heard that the artist the artist uh, he had a girlfriend that lived in the D C area, so you probably dated her at some point and that's why the artist left you out. Your you're bachelor to come back I don't to like bite I you. I'm a fiance now. Yeah, yeah. You can't make those
0: jokes anymore, Bobby. This guy's like he's betrothed. He's 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 taken yeah. now. Yeah,
2: my bad. It, that's it's just it's <laughs> my a joke. bad. Um
0: Chris, maybe you were one of the two talons. Maybe you were underneath the, the talon. You
1: were the guy. Uh hell no. I've smelled those tough things before. <laughs> um no chance I was getting them that
0: Um I, I let's start with uh with Bobby because um in the, the one I did with, with Sebi... I talked about a lot of the highlights that I had uh, at RFK with with DC United, with the Netherlands national team, with, with Ajax. Um, and I said the 2004 match, uh, the Eastern Conference semifinal, uh, neither of you guys were in the league at that point, even though it feels like you probably were uh, – the New England-United match where Ramondo stood on his head during the PKs was probably the highlight and the thing that solidified that I am a D.C. United fan. Um, but I think that when you, when you say that you're a fan of a team, you have to go through the tough time to really go, okay, it's easy to be a fan during that time, but when things don't go right is when you really decide, I'm going to stay with these guys. And for me, and this is for you, Bobby, the... The hardest part of me being a new fan was your rookie year, the loss in the playoffs versus Chicago Fire. And I. the thing that I remember clearly about that the whole time was thinking, why is Bobby Boswell not starting this match?
2: Yeah, well, it's because I, I set the league record for own goals um, right before the playoffs started.
0: Is this your time to humble brag? And is that what's going on here?
2: Yeah, you know, that's, I'm going the other way with it. <laughs> but that that game sucked i remember peter told me to warm up with the forwards and he said i was only going to go in the game if someone got hurt as a forward and i remember i had a big mouthful of sunflower seeds when the game started and it seems like two minutes in Facundo Urpin hurt his knee and i had to go in um and we got we got to put on us that game uh, but yeah, that, that that's great. That's a great way to start the, uh, yeah. the interview. Just you know. bring up my low, one of my lower moments in life. Uh, but but, uh, but yeah, that that was a great memory. I was looking for more like I thought we were going to do fun and happy, oh, but I guess oh, we could do oh,
0: no. This was, a, this was a this was a this was a gotcha moment. Sorry, I, this is all bad stuff that about low points in your careers.
2: Yeah, no, uh, own goals, own goals and four nothing losses in the playoffs. <laughs> But who's, but who's keeping track? No, 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 yeah. I mean, let's talk. about But the
0: good times were really, really good. Um, and so I'll ask you, Bobby, and then throw the same question to Chris. You know, you guys, neither of you guys were from the area, but you came into the league in kind of different ways. Um, Chris, a lot more fanfare than Bobby. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I would assume you both had expectations of what, well, professional soccer was all about and uh, just tell me what your thoughts were the first time you drove up to rfk and when did you go from the oh boy what did i get myself into with this kind of situation to the i love this stadium
2: you want to take that one chris yeah I'll, i'll take
1: it uh so to be honest the first time i pulled up to rfk I was probably so nervous to like meet all the guys in the locker room that I could care less how old the stadium was. Um, and I, you know, I, I don't think it was until you started going around. And by, mind you, it was 2009, so not a whole lot of stadiums were unbelievable in the MLS at that point. True. Um, you know, the StubHub Hub Center, uh, was probably the best or whatever it was called, uh, before. So I don't think it was until, you know, Maybe twenty twenty eleven when you started seeing the uh, Red Bull Arena go up and, and hearing about all these nice training facilities that you were like, ooh, ooh we kind of got you know shafted <laughs> here. But uh, I I think you know RFK just always had like uh, a special place for me just because it was where I you know started my career and spent seven years and you know I just loved it. You know I I have some very good memories. Of the stadium, uh, I remember my first time playing there in a home game. I think it was actually against Bobby in Houston, um, and we, and we won. Uh, oh boy! And uh, I didn't know the stands uh, bounced, so I remember looking over and seeing the stands bouncing, and I was I thought that was pretty cool. Um, I was talking to some of the older guys after the game about that, but yeah, uh, you know I think it was just it always kind of had a special place, and you know it was it was my only club for for my first seven years so uh
2: i I learned to love it Bobby, what about you yeah i mean for me i had never been anywhere nice before meaning you know in college and high school it was always small venues and things like that so i i thought rfk was amazing it was the biggest place i'd ever been and and i i didn't even know i was going to make the team so it was more about just trying to earn, earn my spot. And I never looked at it as a rundown place or, and I still don't, I still think RFK is great. I think it's a lot of fun to play there. And, uh, you know, it doesn't help when the field's torn up, but when it's in good condition, I still think it's one of the better places to play in this country. And uh, I I loved everything about it. So I I was actually probably accused of being too happy to be there uh, when I first came around and, um, you know, I won't apologize for that because, like I said, it, it was it was so new to me that you know having more than five hundred seats at a stadium was a that was the first time I'd ever had that. So I was I was pretty stoked.
0: When you are thinking or thinking back to your time at DC United, especially uh, as you kind of went from the the younger player to the kind of veteran that younger players are asking questions about the league, to um, did you have to? kind of tell the new guys what RFK was, the mystique of RFK or the positive of RFK? Because I would imagine you get guys coming in uh, either from Europe in, in setups with a lot more glamorous situations or even uh, high-level college teams and their programs are probably a little more glamorous than, say, RFK. Did, did, and you don't have to name names, but did you have to sell new players on the, the lure of RFK?
2: No, I think everyone appreciated how, how big it was. And, um, you know, I think the facilities itself kind of, it it became known what other teams had, like Pontius was talking about. So then it, then it became a a have and have not situation, but, you know, DC at one time was the cream of the crop. And, um, I think everyone knew that. And, uh, I I think the big joke is is more with the, the media and the fans about how crappy it is. Um, you know the players themselves uh unless they've been somewhere really really nice they they don't think of it that way but you know maybe uh maybe now everywhere else is nice and and it's the laughing uh to some people but to me it wasn't like that and um you know there there's good and there's bad about that and um you know, I, I I still still stick by it. I liked RFK. I enjoyed it even uh, even at the end, uh, before I left. And though a part of me will always miss it, um, you know, not just because I I played there. I, I mean, I, I genuinely think it was a good place to play games. And um, you know, the day in and the day out stuff could definitely have been improved. But I think hopefully uh, hopefully they figure that stuff out once they get their new stadium.
0: Chris, the, the coming back to RFK after having played here, the, is it a situation where like kind of Bobby is intimating, where I guess when you get there on game day, you don't really care about what's going on around you. It's just, is is there 11 guys on the pitch? Are we competing? Are there nets? And that's really all that I'm thinking about because I'm so focused in on that. Or when you walk in uh, as a visitor, uh, a visiting team, is it a situation where you're like, what what's going on here? What is this place
1: all about? Uh, definitely weird for me. Uh, because of, you know, just how many times I'd shown up on a game day there and, and gone to uh, the home locker room. So just that, that being different. And then uh, seeing all the old friends, uh, you know, walking out onto the, the field, Bobby was on the team, uh, Steve, Sean, all these guys were still there that I'd played with. Um, and then all the staff that I'd been around for so many years. So that, that was, that was uh, the strange part for me. Um, and, you know, it was. I had the benefit of actually uh, playing against D.C. twice earlier in the year up in Philly. So that kind of took the edge off of it a tiny bit for me, which helped. But uh, it definitely it was still weird, uh, you know, traveling down there, having to stay in a hotel uh, and, and whatnot. So uh, I think even, even this year uh, we went down there twice. And, you know, I don't know if I'll ever get used to it. But uh, it was, uh, yeah, it's, it's just something that you got to kind of live with this you know, the pro sports nowadays, you you rarely stay with one team for your whole career. Um, so it's just it's the business aspect of it.
0: Well, uh Bobby sounds like he's being a dad, so I'm gonna throw the next question back to you as well. Um it, what was and you can now be frank uh, because there will be no more matches at RFK. What was the thing that you felt visitors visiting teams had the the most trouble adjusting to with the the uniqueness of playing at RFK Stadium?
1: Uh, the uniqueness, probably. I mean, maybe that the they were used to coming into the nicer locker rooms, having a better setup there. Um, I guess that's what you could say, but we we did, you know, fairly well uh, in the years that we had, you know, good records on. uh, There was obviously two years that were very, very down years when I was there, but the the other years it was, you know, a tough place for 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 people to play. Um, And uh, like Bobby said earlier, when when the field was when the grass was nice and they weren't having other events on it, it was actually one of the best in the league. Uh, And so there's that certain comfort feeling that a home team has, like. Playing on that field uh, and, the, and that obviously creates an advantage. So I think back, I think was it 2012? I want to say we we lost the first game at home, uh, and then we didn't. I don't think we lost another game at home the the rest of the year. Uh, so that was, you know, I think back to that year, and it was, you know, pretty special what we were able to to, to do at home.
0: Bobby, you, you both mentioned the, the game day atmosphere and what that was like at RFK. But I, and one of the reasons why I wanted to have you guys on was to talk about something that you mentioned, which was the day-to-day of RFK. So uh, what were some of the quirky things that, RF, that made RFK RFK on non-game days when you were just rolling in, a.k.a. just showing up to work and putting a day of practice and, and treatment
2: in? Well, the first thing that everyone had to deal with, with security and depending on uh, <laughs> if they'd had their, if they'd had their coffee or not, uh, there would be a lot of days that you wouldn't be able to get into the stadium because they didn't believe that you played for the team, even though you'd shown up every day for the last six years at the same stadium.
1: <laughs>
2: um, so you never knew if you were going to get in or not, if they would you know let you in or if they believed you or not. Um, But uh, the other stuff would be like if it rained, uh, you would part of your warm up would be avoiding buckets or towels for the leakage, uh, because it would be just random leaks all over the stadium. Um, The weight room, you know, if they didn't change the air filters, uh, you'd you'd contract like a lung disease. Um, (laughs) And then actually, when I first started, there was only one weight room, and now they have two weight rooms. So those kids can complain all they want, but they have two now. Um, I don't know what else I'm forgetting. I guess uh, I learned a lot. Like, I think I could be an engineer now because I now know how to make traps to catch flies. <laughs> I know how to make a rat trap. I know how to make uh, a raccoon trap. And I didn't expert. I didn't become an expert in the eagle trapping, but I wasn't far away from that degree either. So um, I learned a lot at RFK. I don't know. I don't know about Chris, but those are just some of the day-to-day things that I went through, and I became pretty good at ping-pong. Uh, we had a ping-pong table that was an amenity that we had, and uh, I know Chris, I think Chris uh, he'll tell you that he was pretty good, but I think I could beat him now if I had to play him.
0: Well, I mean, look, there's so much to unpack in those comments. Um, first off, the fact that you called a ping-pong table an amenity just is amazing. <laughs> Hey, look at our ping pong table he sign he with us. Room. <laughs> uh, and Chris Chris also mentioned, uh, I heard him say, uh, he didn't know you knew the way to the weight room. So how would you know about air filters in the weight room?
2: Well, because sometimes you'd have to pass through it. So it was a shortcut to get uh-huh. out
0: of the
1: stadium. <laughs> so this, is, this is true
2: um uh, and i also realized because you're right when i I was doing i threw some fire at security and to be (laughs) to be fair uh, i'll give you an rfk story to be fair i did put i did get a lot of people in trouble uh one morning i had a boat in dc and i couldn't put the boat back in my storage yard and it was it was a day we were traveling so i just decided i was going to park it at rfk and uh it turns out that you weren't allowed to park your recreational vehicles there for weekends at a time. Um, what so lot? I, I talked trash a little bit about them, but I, I didn't do myself any favors.
0: What what lot did you try to park the boat in?
2: I parked it in the back, but next to the portables and uh, and the dumpsters and where they hide the bodies. <laughs> so it was it was out of the way. I just it was uh, still a boat. So wait, it did you did you leave it there and
0: then got then got uh, yelled at later?
2: Well, I left it, and then they asked whose boat. Who's who boat? Has a, who, did anyone park a boat in the RFK lot? Because um, I took it off my truck. I just parked it and left it. Did you and spend
0: – this is because this is why I asked. Did you spend the entire weekend going, I know when I come back that boat's gone? Like I, there's no chance that that boat's surviving the weekend.
2: No because I, I the reason I disconnected it was cuz then I could lock I could lock it up the trailer and the tires so there was no way they would have had to bring in like a forklift and lift it so I knew they were going to try to move it, but I knew they would be unsuccessful.
0: <laughs> uh, and you're absolutely right about the security. Um, I, well, but I had the reverse problem. So whenever I would come to do interviews and stuff, they'd go, ID. And by the way, uh, no stereotypical, no generalizations. These The security guards are not in the target audience for MLS. Can we just leave it at that? <laughs> Can we just say that would, and leave it there? And they'd look at my ID that. and go, what are you here for? Oh, I'm doing an interview. Go ahead. That's all I got. That every time. Meanwhile, the players are getting shaken down to get in.
2: Yeah, no, they never let us in. <laughs> they they ruined Perry Kitchen's. They ruined Perry Kitchen and Chris Corb's morning every day. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so it's
0: not even a matter of hey, don't you know who I am? It's a hey, don't haven't you seen me here for the last six weeks every single day?
2: I, I mean, uh, like six years. <laughs>
0: Uh, Chris, what uh, what about you? What 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 are some of the things that made RFK unique as a place to work?
1: I'll definitely second that. Perry Perry Kitchen and Chris Cord would just come in miserable <laughs> every morning because of, of the security guards. Um, it was just a unique place. I mean, it's yeah, it's old, so you, you definitely have little little creatures uh, walking around everywhere. Um, I remember back to my rookie year, uh, there was a bird that had, had been deceased. Um, not sure what it ate in, in RFK. Uh, one of the older players, I'm not going to name him, uh, grabbed the bird and decided to put it in Rodney Wallace's jean pockets so that in the same pocket that, uh, where his uh, cell phone was. So after training, when he went to – to go check his cell phone instead of finding his uh, phone, he oh, found a dead bird God. in there. God, uh, so that was pretty hysterical. Um, other than that, just a lot of, a lot of cockroaches, and every once in a while you'd see a rat or two. Um, but it, it wasn't like, it wasn't as terrible as it's made out to be. Um, you know, it is an old stadium; it has a lot of character. Uh, so. Like Bobby said, I, you know, we just, for, for both of us, it was our first clubs, and, you know, it's, it's all we knew at the time, and, you know, we learned to love it.
0: Bobby, did you, you mentioned about uh, all the traps you had to set. You are, you are a hunter. Did, did this sharpen your skills even when you were in the inner city?
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I definitely took it to the next level at RFK. My favorite RFK story is part of the learning process, was uh, one day, Troy Perkins, I came out of the shower, he was standing on a chair with a bucket and a towel, and Nana Kufor was naked, had a corner flag, and was trying to stab a rat that was on the loose. And that was literally the greatest visual you could ever imagine. And when we asked Nana what he would have done if he had caught it, he simply said, "I was going to eat it."
0: <laughs>
2: I thought you were going to say was,
0: he was using the corner flag as coverage, but no, he was using it as a
2: spear. He, these were like the old corner flags where like they could, they could kill you. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he was trying to kill a rat with it, and uh, that was my first year. I think. <laughs> And so, from that point on, there were no other stories that were ever going to come close to that. Yeah, hey, seriously, nothing was going to top that. But uh, but ask, if you get a chance, you ask Troy Perkins. He'll tell you he's tough and and he'll he'll act like a hard ass. But he was standing on a chair, screaming like a little girl, <laughs> afraid of this rat.
0: Um, Troy Perkins, who's in the uh, the Legends poster, that Troy Perkins.
2: Yeah, yeah, he was he was there for three years. Yeah, he no, made it. I mean, if you were there for three years or longer, you made the poster.
1: You, you make the poster. That's a that's a done deal, All right? right? All right. I, I mean, I thought so. I thought so, guys. Just you know, it really hurt. It did.
0: Is it um? Is it too far to say that RFK as a place to work was kind of like a clubhouse where? you know, you're in these nooks and crannies and you're in the underbelly of this, this huge structure, but it's, it was it was kind of like if you're like a little kid. You got your own space, you carve it out, you have some fun in there, and, and away you go.
1: I don't know if I'd put it that way. <laughs> I mean, you would like some windows or something. That would be nice. there's some sunlight, you know. Uh, and especially for me, I spent a few years where I was injured there and having to do rehab. So you don't get out and see the sun. Um, yeah, those were no fun. I wouldn't say it was a clubhouse, but uh, dungeon it definitely. Yeah, dungeon. I think we called it the dungeon <laughs> for a little bit. That's actually it's really funny. We did call it the dungeon, and I can. Yeah, Perry Kitchen definitely called it the dungeon. Um, so no, it was. Uh, it was okay. It served its purpose.
0: So uh, as we start to wrap up. Uh, we'll start with Bobby. Uh, give me give me one or two of your highlights on the field at RFK.
2: Um, well, let me say this before we get off that. For me, it, I think part of the fun of being on the team was uh, all the kind of crazy things that would happen at that stadium. It would just... You know everyone ro- rolled with the punches, and um I definitely think it made you get a lot closer uh than you would on other teams so i, I think the guys I played with uh you know were their extended family, and we have such good memories of it because it was we were all laughing at the same thing. Yeah. Um, and that's where, you know that was part of the fun of it. I was going to ask you. Uh, I was going to ask you um,
0: what did some of the high price players who came in? What did they? How did they get to Justin Darfk? And then I remembered it's DC United, so there weren't. There yeah, weren't, we didn't have any of those. There's no high price players mm-hmm. coming yet.
2: Pontius was the highest paid player when I was there. <laughs> that's not true.
1: <laughs> that is not true.
0: Let me ask you this, and this is for both of you. I, I'm sh- like a, they're recruiting, obviously, they wanted to get players in. Did you ever see anybody coming through, no names again, who were like they were showing them around and you're just looking at them like, really, you're showing this off and good luck. See what you're in for.
1: Uh, I don't think players.
2: No. No, there's no way.
1: Because you can't show
0: it there's off. No,
2: uh-uh. There's no way because once they saw the stadium from the interstate, they would have just told them to keep going. <laughs> There's no way they would have even entered foot in there.
1: Yeah. What I don't was, think what that ever happened hook? where we had, like, there was rumored to be a player that was supposed to sign, and then he didn't sign because he came and checked out the stadium. I can't remember that. But there was a few. I mean, uh, Bronco Boscovich had played at you know PSG before. He came and signed with us, and uh, I remember him kind of showing up and being like, "Ooh, <laughs> a little bit different. A little bit different than PSG." So that's the, you know
0: what? And that's not even a word, but I feel like that's the perfect way for the first day when somebody should. Ooh, okay, all right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. So, uh, so Bobby, what what are some of your your highlights from RFK?
2: For me, I, my first goal there, I uh, scored against Zach. Thornton uh it was now, the, this is the first goal land. that you've
0: sco- scored for DC United correct
2: yeah, yeah this is uh, same year okay. uh same number of goals just <laughs> this one was for the team and we won we won the game and I did a chicken dance um uh, that was my first goal there. I remember that one um did now you know, and obviously that, Zach, that, Zach on staff that, now did
0: you ever have you ever brought up the goal to him ever you're not
2: like that right Oh yeah, I, I brought it up. He just ignored me like he <laughs> normally does and walked off. <laughs> I mean, he's a he's a big dude. You don't want to mess with him. No, up. no, no. Of course, definitely not. Um, but no, uh, you know, I think the supporter shields that we won th- those years were fun. Um, you know, I, always, I had a lot of good years uh, with DC. We with when Chris, my first year with Chris, we won the East, um, and that that was that was a good time. Unexpectedly. <laughs> Uh, you, you didn't expect it, but we did. Oh, okay, fair enough. Fair enough. That locker room was tight um, that year. You guys were close. Yeah, and then I think I think that everyone can agree if you spent any time in a locker room with Davey Arnault, uh, you were you were a lucky man. So the Davey Arnault years were, were uh, it was great, and I know Chris <laughs> will can elaborate on that if you want, but. Um, it was like working with a delusional psychopath. Uh, I love that, that one of you your smile. RFK
0: highlights was working with Davy R. Yeah, I mean
2: that was that was one of the uh, the perks of RFK. You I know, mean, I'd say Jaime Moreno was, was a joy to work with because he always made you laugh, uh, and I I think Davy was a joy to work with.
0: <laughs> uh, Chris, can you confirm or deny the Davy Arno being a RFK highlight?
1: Hundred percent. I, You know, I played against him for a few years, so I just kind of knew him as kind of the guy who was a dick on the field. Yes. Um, and you get to know him, and he's actually a really nice guy. But the stuff he believes and that comes out of his mouth is some of the craziest shit you've ever heard. <laughs> and and it's, it's, it's nuts because he actually believes it. So that's why we call him the most delusional person. You know, he, he thinks she's like, you see, he's got a pretty scrawny frame. Yeah, he thinks she's like the most chiseled, and to this day, I, when I still talk to him, he thinks she's like the most chiseled dad out there. Um, and like that all women are like fawning. over <laughs> him. You know, he's it, just crazy.
0: <laughs> all right. Well, so that that's confirmed, Bobby. I thought maybe you were being goofy, but nope. That was totally legit. I got it. Uh, Chris, some of your, uh, on field RFK highlights.
1: Uh, Making it to – it was a game against Columbus uh, when we clinched the uh, playoffs in 2012 it was probably like my highlight of uh, of RFK. Um, and then, uh, trying to think of, you know, the AC Milan game was pretty cool too to play against uh, Ronaldinho, Pato, and a few other legends on, yeah. on, on that same field. So that, that game was really fun. And I was young at that time. I was 22. Um, I really enjoyed that game. But uh, definitely the, the 2012 making it to uh, to the playoffs. And, and that year, so 2012 and 2014, when Bobby came back, stood out as my two favorite years um, at, at D.C. United and playing for the club, um, even though 2014 you know i I was out injured. it was just about more about the the quality of the guys that we had in that locker room um, and on the field uh it was just a joy to be around, so I really enjoyed that year. What's it going to be like for
0: both of you next season? Uh, and I don't I don't know what the away situation will be. And if it's just another game for you, I, I don't think I can begrudge you. But what will it be like walking into Audi Field next season as just not as an opponent, but as somebody who has spent a lot of time in this area and who knows um, the history of RFK, but also what Audi Field will mean to the club
2: moving forward? You go ahead, Chris, because I'm not sure I'll be playing. Stop uh, it.
1: You stop it. You shut your mouth. <laughs> uh, I I think, you know, to be honest, that they had a press conference before I even got to, uh, before we even played our first game my rookie year. I remember... Uh, I remember they had a press conference that they were moving the stadium to Prince George's County. So for the fans, I'm, I'm you know, super excited for the club, um, you know, to move forward in this league, you, you do need a new stadium. Um, and, I, and I think it will attract even more people to the games um, and, and, you know, provide a great ground for, you know, international games to come to, um, and so I'm very excited, and to be honest, I think it's time to put RFK to rest. So uh, nothing but good memories at RFK, but uh, it's time—not time, well, I wouldn't say all good memories—but uh, it's time to move on and uh, you know start start a new chapter. So uh, if anything, I'm I'm excited for for the for the organization and in uh, and the fans. Uh,
0: Non-RFK question, since you brought it up, Chris, which is a great point. What was the fa- what was the player situation like every year when the yearly press conference saying we are going to have a stadium for DC United in X amount of time. Uh, What what was your reaction and when did it occur to you that this was basically your parents pushing you down the road so you would do your homework but you weren't going to get the candy at the end?
1: Uh, when I first got there, I didn't know any better. So I I you know, oh, this is exciting, Prince George's County. I had no idea where it was, but it was, uh, we're in the stadium, cool. Uh, by the end of it, I had the same reaction as the, the media and all the fans. You know, like, okay, there's a shovel in the ground. And and when people would ask me about it, I'd just say, I would always say that, until there's a shovel in the ground, I won't, you know, i it's, it is what it is. I, you know, it's chatter. It's it's really nothing. So I used to not even get excited about it at the end of the at my and my tenure there, just because i would heard so many things before, and you know, not a lot of them came to came to being. So I had the same reaction as everyone else.
0: Bobby, you had two tenures to go through that. What was it like for you?
2: Yeah, they were talking about it in 2005 uh, when I got there. So. Uh, until that they actually play a game at Audie Field, <laughs> Are you still I'm, skeptical. I'm not. I don't think that they're done with RFK, and I, and I I'm not being funny when I say that. I I just don't see if they're planning on backloading the schedule uh, for Audie Field next year. If they hit any hiccups in that plan, uh, they're going to need a venue to play at, and uh, unless they blow RFK up. Um, or Magneto comes in there and picks it back up. <laughs> I, I just don't see it going, man. So I'm excited for the fans. I think they they deserve it. The organization, uh, you know, they could use it. Congrats to the owners that got it done. But um, you know, you still until think, they one, do you, that, think I'm, you think there's you think the book not is not closed it. yet.
0: What's the heck? You still think the book the book is not closed because that's I mean that's kind of the big talking point is here is uh, you're looking at mid July is it is it physically possible for a team to be on the road for that long for no reason other than we don't want to play at RFK anymore?
2: I mean I I just don't see it happening. I, I'm I, it's nothing to do with the organization. It's more to do with how things work in DC um you know if they if they hit a hiccup in you know some some law or some they obstruct something I, you know who knows uh but yeah i wouldn't i wouldn't close the chapter of the on rfk just yet
0: um well as two guys with really young legs what is the prospect of a 13 game uh game road trip to start the season uh how does, how much does that appeal to you guys
2: hello hello i'm sorry we got all. bad I'm connection here bad. hello I'm here. I'm letting Chris take it. Are you drinking a Slurpee over there, Bobby? I I actually am drinking a Slurpee. (laughs) (laughs) I'm to the bottom of the cup. Dude, you you know, you you literally
0: Kermit the Frog memed us as I asked that question. That's none of my business.
2: (laughs) I'm so comfortable with you guys that I'm just doing what I normally do. All right.
0: You know what? Can't can't, can't be that one. I think we're gonna end on that note. Uh, <laughs> Bobby Boswell, Chris Pontius, uh, two DC United Legends, only one on the Legends poster though. Uh sharing some memories on RFK. Oh, will both of you guys be coming back to play on Sunday before the match in the Legends match?
1: Uh, what? I don't think I'll
2: be there. Okay. Busy. All right, Pontius is a no. Bobby? I've uh, I've asked Tata once they translate it for him uh, I'll get back to you. <laughs> so Bobby is
0: not confirmed. Although Bobby, I will tell you, you know who is confirmed.
2: I don't. Freddie, you do. Oh yeah, I knew I knew Fred was going. I'm glad he found I'm glad he found some time in his schedule to go out there and participate. I thought maybe you could just wear the shirt for old time's sake. Yeah, uh, Yep. Go. yep. I, I don't know where that shirt is. I might still have it, but I think the, the PC police would, would have a field Yeah, you day can't with do that, that
0: anymore. We could never get away with that shirt anymore. We'll post that on uh, DC101.com if you want to see the shirt. Uh, Chris, Bobby, thank you for the time. I appreciate it. And uh, you got one more game left yourself, so good luck for the rest of the season into the
2: off season. I, I've got two so. more games, but that's okay. <laughs> At least, at least two more.
0: Okay, because you're playoff bound. Is that what you're saying?
2: Yeah, yeah. I All mean, right. I might not be participating, but my team has more games. Do you get? Hang on.
0: Do you get a ring?
2: Do I get a ring?
0: If if everything breaks right for Atlanta, do you get a ring? Yeah, I better get a ring.
2: Really? I mean, why I wouldn't would. I? <laughs> I help I help these guys get ready every game <laughs> by building their confidence and practice. Chris, does he get a ring? Uh,
1: I think so, unfortunately.
2: <laughs> Which then he can hold over our heads, yeah. But, yeah. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. Your candle is you not going to burn he any he brighter by blowing my guy. candle out. Okay? All right. Apparently Let he gets have a, a ring. A ring. I, know, I mean, okay.
0: Well, uh, good luck in the playoffs, Bobby. Uh, 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 Chris, good luck. In- <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is no
0: For more show information, go to
1: pitchpass.com.